Welcome to Mind Bites, the show where we take a bite for a healthy mind. We're here to give our mind a boost and some tips for the way produced. Now enough of the rhymes. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, Mind Biters. Welcome back to episode three as part of our first season on the mindset. We've explored what the mindset is for us and how our habits affect our minds so far. Today, though, we're going a bit deeper into our own personal thoughts with self-reflection and the actual psychology behind it. So, of course, the man with the facts, Chef Vlad, is with me. How are your nails, Vlad? Oh, should we go straight into that discussion then? <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tiny bit of insight. It actually, it actually, like, my brain actually triggers me to say, what would Sam do? Like... <laughs> I'm uh, legitimately when I'm looking at my nails and I'm thinking of like biting on them, like this phrase comes to my mind. So it's certainly, it's certainly doing something. But um, yeah, aside from that, I'm really excited. Actually, do you know what? Since you're putting pressure on me, how did your reading go, sir? Oh, uh, yeah, drips and drabs. Sometimes I did okay, but mm. unfortunately, my stomach took over sometimes. So I really didn't quite get to that level but i'm getting there bit by bit so we will it was a good a good start i've been reading about a book called get your shit together so that's a bit of fun there so that helps but apart from that it's all right but anyway uh so not too much about my habits for this episode though we are really excited to have someone else help take on this journey into the deep corners of our minds and self-reflection with Someone who has also a brilliant first name, I should add, and has done a lot of reflecting. So hello, Sam Mead. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. How have you been doing? How's your year been with your mindset and your journey? God, it's been crazy, hasn't it? It's been a crazy year. Um, well... I do a lot of reflecting in case anyone didn't know. I talk a lot about like mental health. I think a lot about my own mindset. And I just think this last year has given me such a, such an opportunity to like stop and reflect. I think it has for everyone, but it's been the perfect opportunity to sort of reflect on things I maybe didn't have the time to, or um, think about some goals and stuff that I might want for the future. So mm. it's been a terrible year, but it's given me a chance to reflect and maybe changed some of the things I didn't like about my own life so it's been quite good in that respect good well glad to hear you're positive and looking forward to things so of course uh yeah so for people who maybe don't know who you are um you know I know you from those years at university those, years ago. those nights out yeah and some some great adventures but yeah just tell us and the listeners a bit about you and what you've done with uh, your work and how you kind of link to the self-reflection and that sort of thing. Yeah, so um, I started writing a blog during lockdown all about opening up conversations about mental health, um, mental health awareness, that sort of thing. I write a lot about LGBTQ plus rights, um, which is an issue very, very close to my heart. Um, and this all kind of came about when I sort of experienced my own mental health problems for the first time in my life. Um, I went through a period where I was really struggling with sort of a negative mindset and it led me to have a lot of anxiety. Um, 
and it was just generally a very difficult period. So I kind of went on my own little journey to sort of discover my own mental health, to discover about mental health in general. And um, let's just say it's been a journey. It has been a journey, but um, I do enjoy talking about these things um, because it's such an important conversation to have. It's really important to open up these conversations so that people don't feel like they're alone, Mm. Um, which is why I'm very glad to be on this podcast because that's exactly what we're doing here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so far so good. But of course now we're going to get a huge following from your fans now, so... Uh, oh, I don't know about yeah. that. We're just using your credit card too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you've given us some ideas as well and some little tests that we've had a go at as well. Yeah. So yeah, we've got the the star chart, the astrology star chart. Do you want to give a brief bit about that and we'll uh, touch on that maybe? Might be a good, good little pointer. Yeah, of course. I know, like, I think when I was sort of struggling with my own mental health, I was sort of reflecting on myself more than usual. Um, And for some reason, I used this sort of astrology star chart to sort of think a little bit more about what I might be like. Um, Not sure about the credibility of it, to be honest, and how true um, astrology and star signs and stuff are. But it was kind of a good starting point for me to just start to think about... um, lots of different things to do with my own mindset, to do with my own personality type, that sort of thing. Um, so it was one of many things that I used to sort of, I don't know, self-reflect, you could mm. say. Make a good start on it, you see. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> plenty more of those. But yeah, uh, maybe we'll come back to that. So the more probably uh, scientific and grounded test was, of course, the Myers-Briggs test that has been... Uh, pretty popular with a lot of people so we've all done it and tested ourselves so Vlad how did you handle it and how did you experience the quiz yeah pretty good I've done it a while back and I'm not entirely honest I'm not entirely honest but I'm not entirely (laughs) sure what what I was back then to be honest with you but um yeah I think I think it's interesting I started to read a tiny bit about it before recording the episode um, so if you guys want to, I'm happy to share what I got and then we can see if it fits and sort of, I guess, reflect on, on our results a tiny bit. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, so basically, for anyone who's not quite sure what we're talking about, it's basically a personality test and calls on 16 standard personality types and that are all combinations of each other. Okay, Sam, so... How did you find the test and what happened to your result? So I um, first came across this test at work. Like I did a job a few years ago, which made us the whole team do it as a sort of team building exercise. So we could see how each other works and each other's strengths and weaknesses and that sort of thing. Um, and it was something that I found very, very useful because I reckon it was the first time I ever actually did self-reflect on myself. So that was a few years ago, and I think I've changed personality types since then. Um, I'm currently... So basically, the test gives you four different letters, mm. which is um, four different areas of your personality. And I got ENFJ, so which is what I am now. Um, so E talks about... Enfager. Yeah, you can call it Enfager <laughs> if you'd like to. <laughs> um 
So E stands for extroverted, N stands for intuition, F stands for feelings, and J stands for judgment, I think. Judging, um, and yeah. it's all just sort of like judging, yeah. I think it's all just sort of different areas of your personality. And of course, I always take these things with a pinch of salt because I'm not a massive fan of categories and stuff like that. Um, but it's good to give you sort of an idea of like where you might sit on any sort of spectrum or scale. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed like looking into this one. Mm. So, so, do you, so do you think that it actually matched, you know, on reflection uh, of the test? Do you think this is what it was expected? Yeah, you see, I'm good at that. Um, yeah, do agree with the majority of stuff that this um, personality test told me about me but i know there's a lot of people that would say um it's i can't remember what that like that thing's called you know when you see something and you automatically believe it or you read something about yourself and you automatically go oh yeah that is me um even though gullibleness it's yeah it could be called being <laughs> gullible um yeah i know there I'm is sure like, like a term um, yeah yeah i can't remember what it is um but gaslighting you know like or like kind of no, it's not gaslighting. It's can't remember at all. Yeah. No, gaslighting is something completely different. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just throwing terms out there, but there you go. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting because yeah, I mean, from what I know about you as well, I'd say you're yeah. I mean, you're an extrovert. You're intuitive. You're certainly a feeling feeler rather than a thinker. Um, yeah, because obviously yes. the important bit is the uh, the opposites. Obviously, opposite extra being an introvert, intuitive, observant, um, and so mine actually got intuitive as well. Sixty two percent intuitive, thirty eight percent observant. Huh. Uh, and I I think I'm quite I'm quite observant sometimes, but I can I think I'm it's pretty close I guess sixty percent. I'm probably I am probably slightly more intuitive. Um, and I'm how much feeling? What percentage feeling was it for you? Oh, let me check. Um, I don't know how to check that. I'm trying to scroll. Uh, it. it should just be on the. Um, I just got it on the. The right, isn't it? Main page, yeah. I don't know if I'm on a different one. Okay. Um, well, anyway. In the meantime, yeah. what 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 were your titles actually? I'd be curious. What were your sort of personality titles that you were given? Yeah, so I was a campaigner. So I'm I'm ENFPA slash ENFPT ENFPT. Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, the introduction summary here. So campaigner personality is a true free spirit, often the life of the party. But unlike types in the explorer role group. Campaigners are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are in enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. Charming, independent, energetic and compassionate, the 7% of the population that they comprise can certainly be felt in any crowd. So... Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, that does sound like you. Mm. Like, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I'd say... I'm very much connecting with people and socializing like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a very broad spectrum, true for your spirit. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, they've hit it pretty much bang on. But I think I can be, I've always kind of 
been cautious with these kind of tests and personality tests because they're great and it's those kind of things it's like horoscopes and it's like like you said when you read a horoscope like oh my god yeah that's so me like because they kind of generalize it so much that you know it's bound to get someone sort of thing uh but you know obviously this has a lot more of a uh in-depth analysis with parenthood friendships career paths that sort of thing so yeah i quite i quite like it and it's something to help you make you feel good as well so i think something to sort of mention as well is when i was taught about this test it's showing us like our preferences it's not saying that because we're extroverted we can't be introverted Mm. it's just showing like our preferences it's like i think they described it to me like um if you're right-handed and you try to write your name with your right hand it'll be easy for you if you do it with your left hand it might be harder, but you'll still be able to do it. And I think um, this is the similar sort, the same sort of thing. These are like our preferences, but are not as human beings. We are adaptable. We're not like set in stone. We do change. We can adapt. Um, so I think it's important to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, I guess the best way to put it is that these are almost like our tendencies, but at the same time, everything is obviously on the spectrum, you know, and this is obviously links back to the idea of binary thinking. You know, it's not either introverted or extroverted you're you're you you have a mixture of both depending on which social situation you're being put yeah it's obviously a guide at the end of the day and there's a lot more gray area and fluidity in this like anything i suppose so yeah uh like my my housemate uh she loves these kind of things because uh she loves structure and organization and she likes yeah. she likes knowing the facts. So if she can know the facts about someone, it means she knows how to. She can get the facts from me them. if she wants. <laughs> okay, that's that every week. Oh, I was gonna say it sounded a bit like a euphemism, but sure. Uh, oh so... Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> Make sure to keep your head intact, as you might get blown away by the next fact. Welcome to Fun Facts with Flash. Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of Fun Facts with Vlad. This time around we have a new guest, Sam. Uh, yeah, Sam couldn't come up with another guest that has a different name, so we just have another Sam. I know, a bit complicated, but hello Sam, how are you feeling today? Hello, I'm good, I'm ready to go, ready to hear these facts. Amazing, so just to introduce you to our little show, we usually have five categories and Sam, well, yeah, <laughs> picks up one uh, in order to get the fact. The other four, you roll over two into the next episode and the other two disappear forever. AKA, you'll never hear those facts ever again. In the last episode, Sam Midwood <laughs> rolled over the following categories, humans and paintings. And today I brought in three new categories for you, the English language, Nobel Prizes and Cars. Which category would you like to pick? I am going to go for... Ooh, so much choice. Um, I think I'm going to go with... Human. Humans. Amazing. Well, here comes your fact. Did you know that humans are the only creatures that blush? We are also believe that we are the only 
features that feel embarrassment, a complicated feeling requiring understanding of other people's opinions and other factors. Charles Darwin called blushing the most pellicular and most human of all expressions. No way, that's crazy. I'm such a big blusher, like it doesn't take much for me to blush. The slightest bit of awkwardness or embarrassment and I'm blushing away, so it doesn't really surprise me. I didn't know that humans were the only ones that did that. Well, there you go. Now you know that your expression is unique. But wait, and... lobsters blush as well. Because it's why did the lobster blush? Because the seaweed. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Moving on. So <laughs> the, the four categories remaining are paintings, the English language, Nobel prizes, and cars. Which two would you like to roll over into the next episode for Sam? Oh, I'm still laughing at Sam's ridiculous joke, um, but I would like to roll over Nobel Prizes, I think for sure, and paintings, paintings, yeah, we'll go with those two. Amazing. Can we please make sure that we have you for the next episode? Just because I'm oh, sick shit. of Sam's jokes. <laughs> oh. yeah. Anyways. Um, we need a better Sam. We need a better Sam. We have a better Sam now, so who knows? You might be looking at a new co-host next week. So tune in for that on the next episode of Fun Fact with Vlad, where we might have a new co-host. Take care, everyone. Yeah, so what was yours, Vlad, then? Talk us through your Um. Test. Yeah, so as I was saying before, I don't think... I think this is a new result than last time, but apparently, apparently I'm a protagonist. Um, ENFJA or ENFJT. So it says that I'm uh, 63% really? extroverted and 37 introverted, 61% intuitive and 39% observer. And this one is interesting because I observe like a lot. <laughs> and I mean a lot. Like before yeah. I make a judgment, I always make sure to observe what's happening, you know. So it's interesting that they said I'm more intuitive than observant, particularly this, you know, much of a difference in percentage. But um, thinking and feeling, it's interesting because it's almost at 50-50. Thinking is 44 and feeling is 56. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I can understand. Um, yeah, I can see that one happening. 70, I'm not sure how to take this one. 73% judging and 27% prospecting. I'm not sure what they mean by prospecting, actually, to be honest. That's like... Um, you prefer to be like organized and forward thinking or you very sort of like go with the flow yeah prospective rather than retrospective oh right so, so judging forward, is almost like having thinking. a structure isn't it yeah forward thinking gotcha yeah okay yeah i'd say i mean from the time i've known you uh in our cine booth days uh i'd say that's your kind of jam as well yeah and 69% uh, assertive and 31% turbulent. So. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. So okay. for anyone else who wants to have a go, it's literally just 16personalities.com, 1-6, the number. So have a go yourself. Lots of lovely pictures and even a little avatar you can have for yourself as well. So yeah. a little bit of fun there. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I... Um, I suppose the test itself makes you reflect, you know, and then because that's the thing, I think why I've always stayed away from these tests is that it sometimes gets ridiculous that you're thinking about your traits all the time. And yeah, obviously, we're kind of we link in. We've mentioned before the 
episode about self-awareness as well, linking to self-reflection. And there's almost a element of being too self-aware, I guess, and just reflecting non-stop and it stops you enjoying the moment and experiencing... I wouldn't say too much self-aware i think i think you're becoming paranoid at that point to well be exactly that's what i mean it's like you're being aware you're aware about being aware and all that uh kind of stuff yeah i mean that's the thing you, you just shouldn't um these sort of tests and you know star and uh, numerology aspects shouldn't really define your life at the end of the day as as, as you both mentioned pretty much these are both guides that can help you reflect but, you know, it shouldn't be the drive force to, to your lifestyle, so to say. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So it's just a good yeah. little uh, way to find out about yourself, I suppose. Bit of fun, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, since I was talking a bit about self-awareness, uh, we do have some actual grounded research on the self-awareness theory as well. So I will cue in Vlad to tell us a bit about that there's some positive, amazing. positive psychology amazing um so yeah essentially the self-awareness theory as sam mentioned um it's a little study done by duval and wickland in 1972 and it basically states that um the self-awareness theory is based on the idea that you are not your thoughts but the entity observing your thoughts you are a thinker separate and apart from your thoughts um so yeah, we can go about our life without giving our inner self any extra thought, merely thinking and feeling and acting as we will. However, we also can focus our attention on our inner self and an ability that uh, Duval and w uh, Wickland termed self-evaluation, which obviously can also link to the idea of self-actualization. So, you know, you can practice all of these things in order to focus on your individual self-actualization um and i thought this is this is interesting you know the idea that you are not your thoughts but the entity observing your 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 thoughts because obviously we had we had a meeting discussing today's episode and and you guys both came up with your own little side research that actually really backs up this this theory so i remember sam mead mentioned the waterfall theory so if you want to describe that i thought that was really interesting actually i never heard of it before yeah, so um, it's not a TLC I think I learned song. Ah, shut up. It's, um, <laughs> I think something that I learned in therapy. I think my therapist talked to me about our thoughts being like a waterfall, and you have to imagine that you're standing at the side of the waterfall, watching it as if it was an attraction, rather than being stood at the bottom of the waterfall, being engulfed by it, being engulfed by it, letting it embrace you completely, and you're basically drowning in your thoughts and your feelings. So I quite like that, that you should sort of look at it objectively, step out of the side um, and not be sort of engulfed by your thoughts and feelings. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting because Vlad and I, on the previous episodes, we've talked about this concept of kind of uh, taking yourself out of the situation or yeah. in the, in the th viewing it as a third person. So it's almost kind of like this as well, isn't it? That you step out of your thoughts and your flow of emotions and thoughts and you look at it away from it outside and see that yeah so yeah that's it's really interesting perspective because it's kind of something these things are something that we maybe do but don't realize that what it is you know what i mean so you know 
we'll might have yeah. we might and write down our feelings yeah go on yeah and these sorts of things like really help with like anxiety and worry and stress when you realize that all these stressful and worrisome thoughts are like getting on top of you that's exactly the moment you need to be sort of stepping away and going okay i do have these thoughts and feelings but i'm not going to let them um overcome me which is kind of like what a lot of anxiety disorders and stuff are so it's sort of a helpful way to look at those kind of things and reframing your mindset in that way yeah 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 that's that's the thing it's a it's a matter of actually being mindful of of these practices because most of these processes actually happen you know in our mind without realization so yeah, it's it's important to to be aware of the things that happen with you and the way you feel and why you feel a certain way. Yeah, and then obviously it's the it's the action you take from that. So it's all well and good saying that you know today I was feeling negative and just really down about myself, but actually recognizing that and then changing that kind of mood, I suppose, because. Yeah, it's like you said, so my my side research that I brought into this, uh, you know, talks about the three skills that contribute to self-reflection of openness, observation and objectivity. So, again, obviously, that's the objectivity with the waterfall theory and also being open about it, that trying not trying to kid yourself. I've been certainly someone to hide away these kind of emotions and kid myself that uh it's fine and to maybe not do some tasks or not to go through with feelings so i've had a real kind of uh i was gonna say awakening but that sounds a bit too kind of uh (laughs) yeah i know not awakening but realization you know and actually taking on feelings that you know i've actually had conversations with friends and family and about issues maybe and situations that haven't been addressed before so yeah that's uh certainly been my experience that's why i I think i think this about like therapy is because it can be hard for us to be objective of ourselves and to step outside of our thoughts and feelings and i guess that's kind of just what like therapy is um you've got someone there helping you guide you through your thoughts and your feelings without sort of been sort of taken over by them mm. gonna say i think that's why the therapist is there he's he's not there to actually tell you the answers to your problems but actually make you mindful of of the things that are happening in your life with the um proposition of you finding the right solution for you because of course everybody's different and whilst i might have a problem say say we do have the exact same problem as an example you are going to find a completely different solution than me just because we're different individuals. Um, and yeah, that's, that's definitely, it's definitely a good point to raise. Um, but yeah, an- another thing is, I mean, how can we actually reflect on our own? You know, that's, um, that's another, that's another question that we can also explore. Um, you know, cause whilst obviously therapy is really important, maybe, I mean, I know people that are actually finding it quite, I don't know, um, scary, if you will, you know, and I think that should be regardless normalized. But at the same time, practicing um, self-reflection at home is also important, in my opinion. It shouldn't, I don't think you should be relying so much on the therapist, if that makes sense. 
you should be leaving the the therapy session um with to take yeah almost how to take it into your own practice at home yeah 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 obviously it's the whole point is the therapy is just a starting point that you should be doing this in your own time and yeah it, it enables yeah. self-reflection i think that's the best way of putting it isn't it yeah yeah enablers yeah exactly so yeah and it's again about the habits that we talked about last episode of maybe in the morning or last thing at night that you reflect on what you've done and what you want to do and how well you did that because if you go through the day and not really kind of think about how you went about the day and what you plan to do then you kind of trip trip over yourself i feel that yeah you know you and then the next day and it all kind of builds up and then a week later it's all kind of come together and doesn't really uh work yeah i mean this this links nicely with like the little academic little round um so graham gibbs is an academic researcher who created a model for how effective reflection occurs um so his model is useful for breaking down the process of reflection into meaningful and manageable steps so um yeah essentially he has six steps covered in more detail below um as i see here there's a chart saying uh, description so what exactly happened actually should we do a little a little game so maybe we can maybe i have a volunteer and uh yeah we can actually reflect on something that happened and sort of the action plan on what to do when you encounter that situation again so if any of you wants to do it then we can do it i don't know so this is interesting so actually linking to when i did a bit of therapy um at uni it's kind of similar to this so this kind of cycle so I went through because I was trying to address how I just overthink a lot of situations I suppose and okay, so yeah yeah so I guess that's the description so that's that's what what happens you tend to overthink right mm. so the next step according to you uh, to his cycle is how did that make you feel or how how were you thinking well, that's a bit weird, isn't it? How were you thinking when you were overthinking? But <laughs> well, I, know, I guess, but I was, were you feeling during it? Yeah, I mean, I was feeling stressed and anxious when I'm overthinking. It's normally when I've gone through with a decision. So even something simple as going to get a bus at a certain time that I've checked the bus time and then the bus isn't there. And that's when the overthinking would kick in that I start thinking, oh, has the bus already been? Am I waiting too long and then there's that decision making of do i give up and then go and you know wait for the next bus or do i get a taxi or underground instead and again that's obviously just boggling my mind and causing a lot of stress as well yeah yeah and then then the next step for, for um, on this cycle would be obviously evaluating it like is there any any good in this experience is there is it all bad and then of course this would lead into the analysis like what can you sense from this situation, which follows up by the conclusion? What else could you've you done instead of overthinking it that much? And of course, what would be the action plan? This would be the final step. What would be the action plan if you were to encounter the exact same situation again? Yeah. So, yeah, obviously it's good to kind of be mindful of the decisions. So it's obviously good to think and double check i suppose the thought process that am i right with this decision and then but it's just i think yeah i mean thinking about it now that i'm right to 
question the decision maybe but then i linger on it too much probably so it's probably good to question it once and say right the bus hasn't come at a certain time so let's bog down to right is the bus late what can i do to solve this rather than just me try and decide it myself so actually be more resourceful so that's kind of the analysis of it what sense to make of the situation and like I said what could i have done so i could have actually been more logical about it and just kind of take a step back and think right okay let's look online let's look on the apps and let's make a plan of should i get the bus and make a decision in the next two to three minutes instead of waiting around for 10 minutes and then it all kind of escalates so yeah yeah it's 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 something that takes practice because i've experienced this sort of thing where you have to take a step back so i'll give an example that happened recently so i had to make it to um, uh, somewhere at a particular time in the morning um actually i had to be on set for a, for for a, for a project mm -hmm. and it was a three day shoot um and for for like be before the first day of shooting i uh i had to get ready etc so i ended up only sleeping for two to three hours um nice. so that day uh i woke up in the first day everything was fine everything ran well and then when i got home prepared for the next day i fell asleep and my alarm wasn't set up so i woke up like exactly half an hour or like four or like 15 minutes 20 minutes to when i should have um like been on set and for me to get on set me being in east and i had to go all the way to north uh you would have taken me like an hour and 20 minutes maybe so i would have been very late so you know i i saw my mom come in vlad it's like this time i was like Durr! like okay right I, I literally just put my 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 palm in my hand and then i started reflecting okay cool so i'm gonna be late that's 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 the fact i'm yeah. going to be late uh, if I take the bus, I'm going to be taking way longer to arrive. Okay, let me think of the shooting schedule. So in the shooting schedule, they were actually in a um, in an outside location. So I still technically had an extra half an hour. So I was like, okay, so what if I try to arrive on set when everybody else arrives from the external location? So essentially, I'm not losing much. Okay, cool. That's That's a great solution. Now, what can I do to not, obviously, piece of my team? Okay, let's text it straight away and be honest about it. Mm. Oh, well, this happened. I'm going to try my best to make it before you guys arrive on location and I'm going to continue with my tasks and everything was, went fine. Um, and that's the thing, because in a situation where everything is just pressuring you like shit, like I messed up here, you know, it's, it's really hard to sort of take your emotions back, you know, that feeling of guilt, of being late, of, you know, and actually figuring out a solution to the problem yeah and continuing on with your day so yeah. that's that's a personal example that happened okay yeah. and i think that's it again explains like how important self-awareness is you do have to be like really comfortable with your own thought process in order to be able to sort of make decisions and difficult decisions yeah things like that yeah that's go to the next one you know don't just like linger on those things because you never get anywhere otherwise i suppose so yeah so do you feel now you've kind of gone through vlad that you went through that thinking and evaluating of going to set that you change your approach to it 
I mean, that's the thing, because I'm not used to it. That's why I panic so much, because obviously, I think this was actually the first time when I was late on set. Like, <laughs> I don't I do not do this, you know, but then I realized, okay, well, I didn't sleep, so that's probably why. Um, yeah. But but it's weird, because obviously I didn't know of the theory when I started to 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 put these things into perspective. So all of these things almost happen naturally. Because, you know, you know, for example, when you evaluate your own feelings, when you're actually in that situation, like being late or etc., like that feeling already takes over. Like you don't need to think how you're feeling because you already know how you're feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like you can't, you once you're stressed, you can't ask, oh, am I stressed? Yes, I am stressed. Like I know I'm stressed, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so yeah, um, I don't like actively think about it i just focus really on the solutions like that th these are kind of like my steps of how i took that if you will okay what just happened what i can do to sort of overcome um the problems that this might cause because obviously if i panic then that might mean that i things get delayed even more you know if i don't take the right decision so decision making in my opinion is the most important thing um and troubleshooting the situation a lot of the time that's like subconscious as well like a lot of the behaviors and stuff that we have um reacting to feelings and situations and triggers and stuff are subconscious and we don't think about them and um, which is why it can be so hard to like train your mind otherwise to think this isn't a very healthy way of dealing with this it's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of mental stimulation and changing your mindset to to do that differently because these things are so subconscious and really built into us yeah welcome to another edition of sam simple secret something to this we're still working on the title we promise this is a little segment to help you relax and take a load off today's soothing suggestion is yoga yeah there have been studies to show that regular yoga helps improve your mood and even lower your blood pressure for a calm, relaxed feel. So go and try out some yoga. I'm doing some right now, actually. You can probably tell from my calm voice, right? But anyway, hope you feel less touchy by getting stretchy. I'll let myself out. Now, Back to the show. See you next time. Sam, you mentioned, you know, your blog you had last year. So how did that kind of help you explore mental health? Did you uncover any new new little nuggets of mental health knowledge? I guess, I don't know, I... <laughs> It, this is very like selfish of me but maybe my personality type of protagonist shows all of this but um i like to write a lot about myself and my about my own experiences um which i don't think is selfish at all because um i think a lot of people will be able to relate to those sorts of things but i think the the positive thing for me was just writing all these feelings and stuff out on on a page it was like therapy just getting all of these feelings out and seeing them objectively on a page rather than being all messed around in my head. Um, so I think that was the the benefit for me. And obviously knowing that like other people relate to and it's helped other people as well has been great too. Um, 
but that that is kind of why I do it. It's it's like therapy, and it's just a way to see thought processes and the way you're feeling. Um, mm. a page. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's, sorry, go on. Yeah, go on. Oh, okay. No, I was just all I was going to say is just so it's just an outlet for you, really, just to kind of get your thoughts and feelings out somewhere rather than keeping them in. Yeah, in some ways, and this is exactly why lots of people like do journaling and stuff. Um, That's exactly what I was going to say. It sounds exactly like inst- this blog is almost like a journal, like a public journal, because obviously people usually have their journals for themselves, you know, for their own um, progression. But you're using a blog as a way of journaling, almost publicly, if you will, I guess. Yeah, but my experiences and my feelings towards different situations and experiences, yeah. Yeah, and that that's the thing. I, I also do journaling myself, uh, which which we might be able to talk a bit more in the next episode. But mm. I have uh, the um, the mind journal, which essentially this is exactly what it focuses on. Um, whichever day you want to, you can do it daily. You can do it whenever you feel down or whatever. Um, and you know the the main pages is a matter of um, you know how how you feeling today. Then sort of evaluating everything. It has a bunch of questions there that stimulates your your thinking, like you know what 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 would be your goals or what where you wish to be or how are your relationships with your family with with your friends and etc and and i think um getting a, a journal that actually asks these questions helps to put things into perspective as well because you don't always like i don't think to a normal person it would randomly come to mind oh how are my how how is my friend group doing or no, no that's not the right question how are my friend relationships currently you know because mm. once once you ask that question it's quite hard to find the answer isn't it because you don't really know how your friends see it's hard to measure a friendship um because it's all obviously subjective um and i think i think it's interesting to to put these things into perspective and prioritizing you know problems fears concerns and just the sort of daily triggers that you get through life in order to learn ways to better control them yeah yeah it's obviously about trying to use what you've got to help you pretty much i mean cope with the more stressful situations because there will be times where you won't be able to cope and yeah again i think it's more about accepting that there will be difficult times and it's relying on the things that you've been able to build up and the methods that you've been able to use to, uh, you know, take on those difficult moments. Is that kind of yeah. what you were saying? Or have I... Yeah, yeah, that's that's Got about it. right. And and, yeah. and another thing is obviously um, actually practicing gratitude as well, which is something that this, this, this journal does, you know, because you're always so focused on the big things. You, you, you don't notice the small little details of life you know like even just going out on a walk or on a dinner with with a family member like that that creates bond in your family that's really important but because in perspective of everything that's happening in our lives it seems like such a small thing you know but it's actually so much more um so yeah i think i think also practicing gratitude it's uh it's really important you know what what were you thankful for today for example you know Yeah, I think we all often forget to reflect on the good things in life. 
we've probably done a lot of good in our life. We've had a lot of good experiences. Um, so yeah, I totally agree that you have to balance it out with positivity and gratitude as well. Yeah, because we, as humans, tend to pick out the negatives, don't we, of a situation? You know, we all, I think, the three of us here especially, will look at a situation and be like, right, <laughs> how can we improve that? And oh no, that's not quite right. Rather than uh, what's good in the situation, uh, you know, whether that's ourselves or someone else or uh, a task we're doing. Yeah, I mean, we're just we naturally do that. So, like you said, it's you know, I've really noticed that because I've been doing some video editing, for instance. So, you know, when you see all these films and videos and TV shows that you you expect no hitches to go and that all these this amazing stuff that we can watch and experience that we expect it pretty much. But then when something maybe doesn't quite go to plan, we're like, wait, why is this happening? Why is it wrong? And so, yeah, it's it's all easy when it's going well. But when things go wrong, that's kind of when we're a bit uh, on edge. Yeah, yeah and, and and that's that's the thing as well, is the fact that we don't really see the achievements that we have. It's, it's, it's because us as humans naturally have a tendency to always aim higher. Um, and uh, there's, there's no real end to doing a particular task. Um, so that's why it's, 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 it can be hard for some people to see their achievements. And that's why journaling helps. Because for example, if I was to write an achievement or an intention at the beginning of the year, um, and then by the end of my journaling, say in that same year, I actually do realize, oh, I actually achieved what I wanted to achieve at the beginning. It, it gives yourself of, um, um, you know, like you, you are happy with what, what, what you've done. But if, if you don't really put into perspective or write it down or practice mindfulness of what has happened and what you achieved, you sort of get lost in almost in the system, if you will. And, and then you just keep aiming higher and higher each time. And yeah. you actually forget what you've already accomplished and where you sort of started. And I think that's really important to never forget where you started as well. Yeah, totally. Look at where you were a year ago or something like that. Mm. And you'll actually be like, come quite far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like we said that if we actually said to ourselves, you know, 10 years ago or something that, uh, you know, we'd all be here, we'd be on a podcast that we'd gone on and to do what we've done, you know, Sam, you were the graduate ambassador, weren't you? And you've made your blog and, you know, Vlad's keeping people alive on a uh, film sets with uh, COVID safety. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I would have not known COVID supervision was an actual role last <laughs> yeah. year. So, put it that well, way. There you go, you know? yeah. So, I think, I think that's an event of... even outside of our control. Yeah, I think the moral of the story is just that you can reflect on how awful things have been or how things haven't gone the way we planned them, but at the end of the day, like, things always get better. They always do. Um, Sometimes it needs a bit of faith and you need a bit of hard work and you need a bit of patience, but it, it always does eventually. And I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. I just thought of a whole host of songs you just like referenced in there. It was like, could I have faith? And then <laughs> need a little patience. <laughs> yeah. 
singing, always look on the right. <laughs> yeah, things can only get better. <laughs> I just went through a whole like album of like songs there. It was brilliant. Thanks for that. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, so, but you're right. Yeah, that uh, it's especially now with this time that it seems that lockdown is uh, easing on and freedom is on the horizon and we'll be back to normality soon. But yeah. Lee, I have I have a question out of curiosity since we did mention already lockdown, just because I've also been reading about it and obviously we're talking about reflection and stuff like that. I think it's a valid question to ask. Obviously, we've been in lockdown for a year now. And as you say, we're soon to be quote-unquote free. How do you think this lockdown is going to affect the way we perceive life after the lockdown? Like, do you think people are still going to be wearing masks? Do you think that people are going to uh, be more... I don't know. Do you think social interactions are going to be back to normal? Um, and, and of course, what would be the positives? I'll give an example of a positive to start on. I think people are going to... Um, to put more almost importance into the time spent with someone because being so so far apart from people kind of i feel like will get us together in a way once lockdown is over like you're going to appreciate the time more with your friends family and mm. just the people that you missed but um yeah what, what do you think of the effects that this sort of um happening will do to us i can't speak for others but i know for sure that i personally am like not going to take things for granted anymore like that's something that i've always done in my life is take things for granted to forget to not forget to not forget like where i am and how privileged i am in a lot of ways and how good i do have things um and just give myself that sort of perspective i think um yeah, I don't think I'll ever take anything for granted ever again. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just I've had a real funny kind of. Uh, uh, it's been really funny to think about. Say, for instance, this week, kids were back at school, and I just imagine like the kids in the school just being like they see another like one of their friends, and they're just like, "Oh my god." you're you're real like and then like i don't know why they're american but you know what i mean uh (laughs) they're like prodding each other and they're like you're real like i feel like this is what we're gonna do uh i already started making plans to meet friends again in april and it's gonna be a real experience yeah meeting people yeah yeah um they're even saying like masks will be off by july or something you know some festivals are going ahead in july like, can you imagine people without masks? It's like, wait, so that's what someone else's mouth looks like in real life. Like, it's amazing. Uh, I did hear some really weird things, though, like different things that will change after, like, for example, blowing the candles on, on a birthday party. Apparently, that's going to be banned. <laughs> what? No joke. No that's, joke. Such a spe- that's, such, that's such a specific ban. Like, I know. But can you no imagine, joke. like, someone blows a candle out and then, like, police just, like, dash into the house. I'm like, whoa, good, no. you do it. Yeah, don't blow out the candle. <laughs> I'm not sure how it's going to be measured, obviously. Get away from the candle, but, yeah. But it, 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 it will definitely be advised not to do that because, obviously, you're basically blowing your jams all over a cake that you're eating together with everybody at the party. <laughs> it makes sense, but at the same time, it, it it's ridiculous at the same time. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, like... Yeah, bogged down with these specific rules and sort of things. So, 
yeah, but it'd just be have to wait. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's been interesting because I think finally this lockdown is when people have actually stuck to uh, the rules, basically, and what's been set out, and that's why it's all probably uh, improved really quickly because Christmas was a bit of a uh, chaos. Mess. Yeah, a bit of a mess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, kind of just to reflect. Um, so we're at about forty minutes of the episode um was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about specifically or we could just wrap it up um covered quite a lot yeah we could just wrap it up Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the conversation yeah i mean yeah i would like to end it on the note that actually sam mead not midwood of course uh finished on with with you know things will eventually get better regardless Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's the most important thing to keep in mind, to just focus on the positives, focus on the good good side of, um, you know, every every bad story has, has a positive side at the end of the day, even if you have been facing, um, you know, I don't know, bad experience, criticism or etc. There's always uh, the, uh, uh, how, how, how is that as, um, proverb called, seeing the half full cup? part of the cup i don't know how, how it is in english i think you, know, know you nailed it, it you nailed it there vlad yes. yeah no you got it spot yes. on <laughs> how is it in english i don't know it in english yeah it's just view life is uh view life is a cup half full rather than half empty there you go yeah so <laughs> close enough what would no, it be what would it be is there a romanian proverb something like that or something in romanian like that yeah, we do have a bunch of Romanian proverbs that in English would sound absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that for another time on the uh, the Romanian translation podcast that we're going to launch. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So cool. But anyway, with that Bing, I don't know who that uh, Bing noise that just happened, but that was a nice little <laughs> way to like right. So Vlad, it's uh, all right. Nice one. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, so, yeah, that's been a really in-depth, my mind is certainly uh, thinking a lot about itself right now, and going forward to reflect on things in this topic, so we've, you know, we've gone over the Briggs test, and we know that the sort of personality we are, which is really interesting, and which I'm going to share, and my housemates can really happy that i've actually taken a personality test because i refused to take in one up till now so uh <laughs> yeah i actually want you to take one as well yeah she was really trying and it got in kind of a bit of an argument but anyway that's another story so yeah and i like the reflective cycle actually that uh it's a good way of kind of something that's structured and you can always re- go back to to you know instead of just kind yeah. of being wishy-washy about it so um i really like that so yeah, any um, departing thoughts, Sam? As, um, all of us as humans reflect on, I don't know, our past, our experiences, our lives up until now, um, often with like more of a negative spin than um, a positive spin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often like reflect on the things that we don't like about ourselves. We reflect on the mistakes we've made. Um but at the end of the day, we're all human, and this is completely normal, um, and things aren't as bad as our brain sometimes tells us they are. 
Yeah, well put. That's amazing. I mean, definitely wrap it up. But um, yeah, as usual, if you'd like to also bring some positive vibes, just like Sam, you can always reach out to us on social media and, and join us on the show. And also, if you're feeling anxious about joining the show, because you have all the right to feel that way, but you still wish to send us a message or a joke or just mm. pretty much anything you'd like, uh, you can always send us a voice message on our website and we'll play it live while recording for the first time. So you'll get our raw little reactions in there. And of course, if you like what you hear and have two minutes to spare, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and basically help us get discovered and raise more awareness for mental health. And of course, at the bottom of, at the bottom of our page on our website for Mindful Monday for your dose of positivity delivered straight to your inbox. And yeah. To our first guest of Mindbite, Mr. Sam Mead. Thanks for chatting. Thank you. Yep, we thought we'd give a platform for your ever chatty personality. So there you go. Uh, hopefully, uh-huh. keep in your touch. Agonist personality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, as ever, to my esteemed co chef, Vlad. Been great to have a chat about self-reflection and self-awareness. So catch us next time where... Cover a bit more about journaling and yeah, little interactive questions that we're going to be reflecting on and munching on. Yeah, thanks guys. See you next time.